clearing the blood out of my throat. Um, Are you okay? <laughs> oh yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> I just sneezed too hard, and then my nose started bleeding. Fantastic. I love violence. Yeah. Look How Sane and Linear We Are Being is a non-profit Homestuck fan analysis podcast and is not affiliated with Andrew Hussey or any of Homestuck's official entities. Please remember to support the release of its books and merchandise whenever possible. Feel free to read along with us. If you have epilepsy or any other light-sensitive disabilities or disorders, we suggest you stick to the audio. We have free audio transcriptions for this podcast linked in the episode description if you wish to read instead of listen. Both Elizabeths are trained writers and editors, so we're going to have some opinions about the construction of the story. These opinions may be different from yours, but we're not attacking the comic, just offering suggestions. This show is not safe for work, and if you're a minor, we ask that you wait to listen until you are old enough to be shipped off of Alternia to serve her imperious condescension. It's time to go to hell. Hi, and welcome to Look How Sane and Linear We Are Being, a Homestuck fan cast in the year of our Lord 2022. I'm Elizabeth. And I'm also Elizabeth. And Elizabeth, I have to tell you, I'm so excited to start this new podcast with you. This podcast that we've never done before. This first episode of our Homestuck podcast. I'm so excited to do this with you. Yeah, yes. The first episode that we've never done. The first ever episode done before yes Yes. and we've never had a homestuck podcast before this moment in time Uh, yeah remind me why we haven't here why we why we haven't and why we would be starting it uh at the place we're starting at yeah so like i i feel like you know if you're gonna do a homestuck podcast everyone says skip to act five but i think skipping to act six is Obviously the better choice, because I don't want to do all of those, like, character introductions and everything. It seems pretty boring to me. Well, I mean, there are only two of them this time, so that's not a lot. That's pretty easy, yeah. I think that's a good amount of characters to introduce to a new reader. I mean, I will say it is kind of weird that we didn't actually start with with Act 6. We actually started with Intermission 2. I think that was kind of like a weird choice on your part, but like, all right, whatever, I guess. I to to break the bit for a minute. Uh-huh. I have to say I forgot how seizureific the Intermission 2 video is. Holy shit, it's so bad. I had some trouble with it. It was, like, specifically designed to hunt me down. Yeah, it was like, you know when The Incredibles 2 came out and everyone was like, uh, what the fuck? The flashing sequences in this movie seem specifically designed to trigger seizures. That was sort of what this felt like. Yeah, I couldn't see that one in theaters. 
Yeah, no, I mean, I don't have epilepsy and I saw it in theaters and it was bad. It was like, it was very bad. It's like the fucking Porygon episode in Pokemon all over again. Yeah, yeah. This one was just bad. The contents of it, also bad. I'm on page 4111 right now and I I just feel like the thumbnail is I'm not especially enjoying it. Um what don't you like about it? Do you not like the abs? Is it the abs? It's it's I think it's the abs. Not a fan of these abs. He has like a four pack <laughs> which isn't which isn't super typical. I I've never felt any desire to see Doc Scratch without clothes on. Or that, that's that's not Doc Scratch <laughs> anymore. That's not that's not him anymore. You know what I mean. I think his pecs are uneven. I think so as well. I think Hussie was I maybe trying to do foreshadowing there, but I um foreshadowing foreshortening <laughs> fucking. Foreshortening. You know what I mean. Ah, uh, yes. The the lack of nipple <laughs> on this character really foreshadows some stuff that happens <laughs> later on in Homestuck. God. <gasps> All right. You are the most vigilant reader Fuck of Homestuck off. I've ever <laughs> met. Fuck off. Also, the suspenders aren't very well drawn, I think. They're just like, they just don't look very well drawn is all. Yeah, I that doesn't bother me so much. I want to stop talking about this, this motherfucker. <laughs> not because there's like not anything to talk about with him, but because I just kind of fucking hate this one. And also because the next flash was actually really good. It was really good. The Act 6 opening is so good. Yeah. It's one of those moments where, like, Hussey is, like, trying to evoke a certain feeling in you as you watch it, and they do it correctly, completely nailed it. Yes. This feels exactly like Act 1 all over again. Some other stuff peppered in. It's not like I actually knew what was going to be happening, although I had a slight suspicion because I knew there were other characters, but I didn't know when they were going to show up or what was going on but Hussey designed this flash in a way that that was actual foreshadowing not foreshortening so when we got to the last part of the flash with Jane for once for once in all of Homestuck it wasn't what what's going on it was like yes you knew exactly what the fuck was going on yes like they built it up in the exact way they should have done in order to get to what they wanted to get to. You get about halfway through the flash and you realize, like, ah, this is a hard reset. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, we're not gonna see the kids anymore. Bye, they're fucking dead. Right. Which are they dead? Who knows? Who knows? I do, but I'm not gonna tell you. Yeah, well, well I see. I actually, statement, I have a statement, an opinion. Yes. Who fucking cares about the original kids because we have, like, four new kids, right? Like, honestly, who who gives a shit? We have new ones. We do have new characters. Um, we always have- You had a very, a very pregnant pause there. I just, I, I personally, I, I personally still love the original kids very much. Pretty universally is the thing, and I don't love these- characters quite as universally 
there's no other kids. They don't exist anymore. So you better forget about them pretty much fucking immediately. No. No. It was really funny because when you were reading through this, <laughs> and I was like, and I, pr- I asked you a couple preemptive questions because, you know, we hadn't actually done a reading session in a while. So I was like, oh, like, who's your, your favorite character? I think while I was doing the reading, I actually asked you if you knew who my favorite character was. I knew immediately who your least favorite character was, and that was 100% Dirk. I knew you wouldn't like Dirk. I was like, Liz, do you know who my favorite character is in this? And you were like, It's fucking Roxy! Roxy? And I was like, yes! It's fucking Roxy! <laughs> like, God damn it, you know me so well, and I knew you were gonna know me so well. Yes, it's, it's Roxy. Fucking Roxy! I fucking love Roxy! <laughs> How about we talk about Roxy last as, like, a special treat? Okay, yeah. Um, as a special not treat, do you hate Dirk or do you hate his autoresponder? <laughs> like, which yes. one? Yes. <laughs> yes. 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 Yes and yes. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta admit, I started, like, just completely glazing over and skimming his dialogue because it was so fucking boring. But I'm so confused. You love Dave. Completely different. Completely different. They're the same. No. They're like no, they're exactly not. the same. No, no, they're not. Roxy is much more like Dave than Dirk is, in my opinion. Does that does that mean that Dirk is more like Rose in this scenario in this scenario? I guess. Except like not as interesting in any way so far. There is nothing about Dirk that's compelling so far. Literally nothing. He wrote he wrote a fucking AI to replicate himself that he used with a 3D scanner of his brain that is almost completely, like, you can't tell it's a robot until you ask him, like, a console command. I'm not saying that I like Dirk. I'm saying what about that is not actually fucking awesome? Conceptually, I guess it's good, but I'm, so far, I'm not seeing any way that it is being made compelling. This very interesting concept is just being used to annoy me, which is actually par for the course over all of Homestuck, (laughs) honestly. Like, that's the whole thing. That's all of Homestuck. This very interesting concept is only being used to annoy me, personally. When you were glazing over Dirk's dialogue, did you glaze over the fact that he straight up fucking says... That he lets the the AR talk to people because, you know, he's like, yeah, I made a fucking consciousness and I gotta take it for a walk sometimes because he <laughs> deserves to be his own person too. Did you, did you skip a past that part? Because I think that's fucking interesting. Okay, okay. I guess that's interesting. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's just his attitude, maybe. I, I, I will also, like, full disclosure, I fucking hate Dirk, too. I I have not even technically, quote-unquote, met, quote-unquote, Dirk yet. And I have been aware for, for a long time that he is a divisive character uh, among uh, people who have read Homestuck. A little bit divisive there. People have very strong opinions on him. I was not necessarily expecting to be one of them, but here I am. I won't completely write him off yet, of course. I haven't even technically met him. I'll put him on hold, but he is 
at the bottom of my list right now. Now, when you put Dirk on hold, are you going to give him your autoresponder to speak to in the meantime, or...? His autoresponder is responding to my autoresponder, and it's just, it just keeps going. That can just keep going as long as we need it to. I do want to kind of touch on the fact that it almost seems like there's some higher technology going on in this version of Homestuck that wasn't in the previous version. Oh, not not almost seems. It definitely seems like it. <laughs> well, I listen, I don't want to spoil anything by being yeah, like, I mean, by no, the no, way, no, 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 this no. takes place in a different technological future. I don't want to- Clearly, <laughs> clearly, clearly it does. There's actual teleporters, like real ones. Yeah. Not just teleporting matter, like actual fucking teleporters. They haven't even gotten to the the spurb alchemization and they already have like fucking like tiara head tops and bullshit. Right. Exactly. There's something fucky going on, it seems. Uh Uh-huh. And speaking of something fucky, this is the worst transition (laughs) in the world. But yeah, uh, I mean, you didn't like Dirk, but, uh, let's just go through the boys. What do you think of Jake? He's... Fine. I'm not a huge fan, but I don't hate him. He's a guy. Elizabeth. Uh Uh-huh. I'm putting a timer on my phone. (laughs) If you are a listener and you don't know why I'm doing this, before we recorded this episode on Twitter... Gonna get dragged. (laughs) Again. Uh, I'm dragging you publicly. Oh, yeah. We had this whole thing, because we were talking in private about... Jake wanting to kiss the blue lady from Avatar. And I was, like, making fun of him for that, and then Elizabeth wasn't. I- First off, I just want to say, I put a poll up on Twitter that was smash her past the Avatar lady. One For one thing, everyone is fucking horny for the Avatar lady. Two, we have a fair amount of asexuals in the audience because I gave you a, a non-sexual option on this one, and most of you took it. <laughs> and nobody nobody wants to fuck Sigourney Weaver in this scenario, which I'm like, hello? <laughs> but I am putting five minutes on my timer, and you can talk about Avatar for five minutes. Okay, okay. You can't talk about it for any longer than that. I'll, I'll try to keep it short and sweet. First of all, I would like to say that Avatar, the Blue People movie, specifically, James Cameron, it does suck. Like... Undoubtedly, it sucks. The story's bad. (laughs) It's colonialism, the movie. The writing is terrible. The thing they're going to Pandora, the planet, to get is called Unobtainium. Unobtainium! (laughs) It's basically, I watched this for the first time when I was like 10 or something. No, it was a lot later than 10 because it's PG-13, probably. Anyway, but like, even when I watched it as like a preteen or whatever, I was like, hmm, that's, that's bad writing, and also this is basically Pocahontas. However, however, it's very beautifully animated, and it is, like, again, this is, uh, uh, it's, it's beautifully animated, I thought, like, the concept was cool, of, like, the actual avatars, and, like, the whole being able to, I mean, what, of course you like the being able to bond with a, with a fucking 
basically a dragon. They're basically dragons. And then be able to, like, fly on it wherever. Also, unfortunately, as much as I love Sigourney Weaver, her character is pretty racist in the movie. And I would, I if we could just agree to not destroy, like, wholly indigenous sites, not because, oh, there's something about their religion that's actually, like, scientifically true but just because they're important to a culture that would be great and uh the scientists are uh doing colonialism just as much as the big corporation and the military are even if they're like trying to be nicer to quote unquote to the indigenous people and i don't blame that at all for running grace out of uh their town because she was like, oh, look, look at me. I'm here in one of your bodies and I'm wearing like white people clothes and I'm teaching your kids English and I'm working with the people who are actively trying to destroy your home. But I still am always very upset when she dies. and I don't think she should have died. And actually, the female pilot also dies. Uh, what's her name? Trudy, I think. Uh, and she was really cool. And I think she shouldn't have died either because the uh, other dorky scientist guy gets to survive. Like, what's that about? Also like Pocahontas, the um, whatever the guy's name is in Pocahontas, the Disney movie, which is also, I mean, obviously extremely, extremely racist and completely misrepresents the actual historical story of Pocahontas that that's really bad. That's really bad. Anyway, in the Disney movie, the betrothed guy or whatever dies, and that's also true in um, the Avatar movie. Um, so literally the only one who gets to survive is whatever his name is, Jonathan, who isn't even interesting at all. And of course, the main character, whatever. It's also very ableist because of the whole- You have one minute. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. It's also very ableist because of the whole, oh, he uh, was paralyzed from the waist down in, when he was in the military, and the re and one of the reasons he loves to um, be able to be this avatar so much is that, oh, like, uh, he gets the use of his legs again, and also the scientists are all like, oh, well, we don't need another another military guy shooting around, and then it turns out, like, oh, he's the perfect person for this because the Navi respect him because he's a warrior or whatever, which is also racist. Like, do, I feel like the Navi would actually have people, like, akin to scientists who are, they aren't just, like, oh, we don't know anything about science, it's all, like, a belief, and, like, they should have looked at that more, um, and, uh, Grace maybe should have listened All right, to you're up, you're up, you're up, oh, you're up, you're up. Okay. <laughs> As you can see, I could, I could keep going about that movie for quite a while if you didn't stop me. I'm just gonna say three words. Oh, no. To sum up everything you just said. Uh-huh. Jake Englishkin. I've never been so offended in my entire life. <laughs> How can you do uh, this to me? <laughs> How can you do this to me? Don't worry, it's not personal. I was talking to my girlfriend actually the other day because we, we had just read this and I told her she actually a little bit is sometimes like Jake English and the fact that she will watch any movie no matter how bad it is. See, I see that's not me. So actually your girlfriend has more in common with him than I do. Thank you very much. I'm sorry. She doesn't want to fuck the Avatar lady. But she does want to fuck a blue lady. 
Everyone does. She, Everyone she doesn't want to fuck the Avatar lady. She thinks she's creepy. <laughs> well, that's not my problem. Anyway, I didn't even I didn't even mention Neytiri in that whole rant I went on. So the funny thing about Jake is that it does seem like he has some kind of contact with this person named Jade, which we've never met before. Yeah. By the way, the main character in Avatar is also named Jake. It, your five Earth minutes are fucking over. I'm just saying. Just saying. Your five Earth minutes are over. You're never allowed to talk to me about Avatar ever again. <laughs> I am canceling the podcast if you bring if you bring up the name Nateri. <laughs> it seems like Jake has some contact with Jade. Not even just some. A good amount. Right. Which, that's wacky and wild, because, you know, Jade in this world doesn't exist, it seems like. Or she does, but she's, like, his grandma. Uh-huh. Which is weird. When did when did Jade have a baby? <laughs> who knows? I, I need to ask Elizabeth, do you know what's going on? Um, no. Cool. There is some, there is some stuff going on, definitely, for sure. And it seems like we're in a... Some kind of situation. We're in a situation. Do you think this is like a parallel universe or what are you assuming is happening? Don't think it's a parallel universe. I think it's something about, there's something weird going on with time, I think maybe, because at this point, the beta kids, that's what, that's how they referred to, right? John yeah, and Jade usually, and yeah. Rose and Dave. The Beta Kids are both the grandparents and the grandchildren of the Alpha Kids. Sort of, maybe right now, that's sort of what it's seeming like. So we're in some sort of weird and wacky time situation. Not sure exactly how that works. I mean, since the Beta Kids themselves, as far as we've seen, were created uh, as Paradox clones, that's, I guess, not surprising. With things like Paradox Clones, I'm not exactly sure what's going on, but I'm not surprised that it can happen. That's fair. I'm not going to spoil it for you. No, no. We'll get deeper into it as we go. I've just realized we've been talking for half an hour and I haven't even brought up Jane yet. First off, I forgot how much I actually do kind of like Jane. Jane is very good, actually. The funniest thing about Jane is that she is the most susceptible person I have ever seen to propaganda. Yeah. <laughs> I completely forgot that she was. I, I have to be honest, we're getting to the points in Homestuck where, like, I honestly don't remember most. Uh-huh. Like, I, I remember big plot points, but I don't remember details anymore. Yeah. Um, And that was just a delightful little fucking detail that I completely forgot. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But it's really funny, actually. <laughs> She's something. I think the first part in this reading session that actually made me laugh was page 4125. God, I think I actually need to quote this part where it says, In public, you and your dad made quite the pair. Everyone could tell by a glance that you were your father's daughter, sired from his loins directly and genetically through what was undoubtedly a natural process of human procreation involving a man and a woman. People would definitely nod and say, Yep, that little lady sure did emerge from a womb on account of that gentleman's awesome virility. See, I have to tell you a cursed fact. 
as a redheaded child with a redheaded father, <laughs> that's kind of how people treat you. <laughs> See, whenever I am, like, with both of my parents, it's so easy for people to say, like, you are definitely genetically related to both of them. Yep, you look exactly like both of them, somehow. I don't look much like my dad, except I have th- the hair. The hair is the biggest thing. I, lo- I look genetically more like my mom, like in the face, though. So people do walk around going like, oh, they're definitely related. Ever since my mom's hair went white, I think people assume that she had red hair when she was younger. Which, fun fact, it actually takes longer for red hair to go gray. I actually dislike this fact because I was, like, planning on when I was older and having white hair to dye it funky colors because I don't want to bleach my hair. Mm-hmm. But now I can't do that. No. I don't want dark hair. I want crazy pastel shit going on. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes, those two Definitely are genetically related to each other. Yes, absolutely. When her head crowned out of that vagina, (laughs) everyone was like, I know where this one came from. (laughs) That's the biological process that most humans are born through. Anyway, Jane is great. I like her a lot. My favorite thing about Jane is that she's funny, but not even in the sense that she's cracking jokes all the time because she is, like she is also funny on purpose but she's also just funny putting her next to a more wacky person like she's a very excellent straight man yes exactly sometimes that's all you need out of it you just need them to put them next to a shitty or wild character and just let that happen That's one of the things I like best about her. I think that's why I like Kanaya also. Yeah, that's a a good point. She's just going with this, um, company stuff. I mean, she's the baking heiress. She's the baking heiress, and they had a whole rebranding. You know, she prefers the spoon, but uh, the fork is nice too. I, I, I have a, just a hypothetical question. So they very much enunciate that these are... I think they're 16 in this, but they're they're very hard leaning into like, these are not 13 year olds, these are 16 year olds. I definitely completely missed that. Or 15. They're, they're either 15 or 16, and I forgot the exact number, but they're, they're slightly older. Well, remember, because when they do that gag about putting their names in, they're like, no, they already turned 13. They have their, their plaque all engraved. Oh. My question is, what happens to the plaque if you are trans? <laughs> this is eternally my question now because it's so funny to see how fast this this sci-fi bullshit falls apart sometimes when you just put in one trans person. It's it's incredibly amusing and also frustrating. What happens to the plaque? Do you get a new one? You can just keep accumulating plaques. Some people change their name a couple of times before they settle on, you know, the one that's actually right for them. What if your parents named you Larry Butts <laughs> and you're not trans? Like, do you get to change your name later? Like, what happens when you get the legal name change? No. What if you don't want to be Larry Butts your whole life? I don't think Hussey thought that far ahead. I guess maybe they regret now, considering 
I mean, I guess I don't know if they actually identify as trans or if they've just changed their pronouns. But like, here you are. I feel like when you are younger and you write something like this and then you you have a personal revelation about yourself. I'm, I'm not personally putting that against Andrew Hussey because... No, yeah. When you're writing something of this caliber, you almost can't go through every single like, oh, what if... If Andrew Hussey wasn't totally read up on that at that point in time in their life, nobody knows. Yeah, yeah. But I just think it's it's a funny thing to bring up just because it, it it's humorous to me. Yeah. Before we talk about your girl... I want to talk about my girl. Well, before we talk about your girl, I have a question. Uh-huh. What do you think of the new troll? There's a new troll. I am withholding all judgment so far because I feel like I can never trust myself when it comes to how I feel about trolls until I actually meet them. Considering I, as a new reader, I'm not entirely sure what the fuck is going on yet. I don't trust like that. I'm just waiting. I'm waiting to see. I'm like, okay... There's a person. There's a troll. Not not doing anything yet. Do you have any guesses to... Because, you know, the, the alpha kids obviously have a beta mirror. Do you have any idea, like, oh, like, this troll could be kind of like this other troll kind of thing? Not yet. I'm not sure at all yet. I'm, I'm not gendering this troll yet, because I know the troll's gender, but I, I don't think they, they said it in this. I'd have, I can't remember. This troll's gender is British, though. Yeah. And they seem to know a lot. Yeah, they seem to know a lot. Just based on this troll's text and, like, the things they say, if you weren't suspicious of them (laughs) automatically, what do you think of them, just in general? They're fine. Fine. Yeah. Pleasant. Like, there's nothing about them that I'm like, yeah, I really like that. I've always been the opposite. As soon as we got you, you, even when I was a kid, I was like, I love this. I love this funky little <laughs> troll. <laughs> Good. I am obviously a very big fan of you, you. I mean, you don't know if that's in like a good way or a bad way yet. I guess I just didn't pay that much attention to them um, compared to the kids. The teens? I guess I should call them the teens. Teenagers are children. <laughs> the yeah, yeah. They're they're bigger children, but they <laughs> they're they're still young. <laughs> yes, they're young. The the young the youngins. I w- I will give you the floor on Roxy yes! though, because <laughs> I I feel like I feel like I'm like you know how like when there's there's a dog that really wants to go outside and they're like waiting by the <laughs> the door. I feel like the me like letting you out to go to go frolic about Roxy. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I love her. <laughs> Why? Because she has the most chaotic energy. I think I said when I first was talking about her that she's written like one of the guys. In a, like I'm saying this compl- complimentarily. Like she's not like super nice and she's not super uptight, which a lot of the girls have been written as. I mean, aside from I don't know. The trolls are a little different because it's it's culturally a little different, you know? Like, there's this sense of responsibility in almost all of the trolls. So in terms of the humans, her, her dialogue is fun to read. 
in a way. Like, I love Rose's dialogue, but it's very, it can be very sterile at times. There is nothing about Roxy that's sterile. And I love that. I love her typos. I love her. I think the first time I was like, oh, oh no, I, I, I love her was on the first page she's introduced within like a couple lines on page 4,156 when she's talking to Jane and Jane says, where have you been today? And Roxy says, uh, no, we're just chilling here when all of the sudden and Jane corrects her and says, all of a sudden. And she types again, when all of the sudden, <laughs> when all of the sudden, I'm <laughs> like, oh, I like you. Roxy's typos are incredibly endearing because I feel like I've made the same ones. <laughs> yeah, yeah. At some point, sometimes you make a typo and you keep it in for effect. <laughs> you, you need, you need it to say yag. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. Which she says, so naive, so, and then she spells naive, yeah, like, she spells naive right the first time, and then the second time she spells it N-I-A-E-V, which is beautiful. I read this, and I'm like, I know this girl, like, I feel like I was friends with this girl in high school. Also, she gets, she gets teen drunk a lot. Yeah, there is that. The best. No, not particularly. She's she's just I'm just scrolling through her dialogue. Just I'm just absolutely delighted. <laughs> yes, my favorite my favorite line was uh the when she's talking about hacking, she did it. She's like and was like, shit, yes, I all kinds of know how to use my web browser to download several several files. That's what I say at work all the time. <laughs> exactly. I feel like this episode was a lot of just like letting you roam around the dog park a little bit. I'm a big old golden retriever. Also, if I was a dog, I'd be a cocker spaniel. Take that, furry artists. <laughs> oh no. Roxy likes Jane so much. And that's endear- very endearing to me. I love a good friendship. Mm-hmm. Where I think you actually quoted this to me when you were doing the reading. Where she says, Jane, did you know that I am utterly in love with the fact that I have a best friend who says things like, shucks, buster? I, I have to tell you, I think that's our friendship. Yeah. <laughs> and I am absolutely the Jane in this scenario. You are the Jane. <laughs> I am. The the amount of times in this reading session specifically where Jane and Jake say the most insane bullshit. I love it. Things that your dad would say. I love it. I love it so much. Honestly, it's my favorite. Because I always say things that my dad would say and does say. And the fact that both of them do that about equally, I also love. What's the most dad thing you say on a regular basis? Um, oh god. I don't know. I don't know if I'm self-aware enough for that. Because I, I, I know mine. You know yours. Whenever I bump carts with somebody at the grocery store, or like, I, like I'm in somebody's way and I have to get out of it, I always say to the other person, Oh, sorry, I have no idea where I'm going. <laughs> <laughs> Every time. It's the only thing I ever say in that situation. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. 
I, I think it's hard for me to say because two things. One, my dad is one of those people who mixes up regular sayings accidentally. So when he says that someone is sleeping very soundly, he will say something like, they're out like a rock instead of, you know, out like a light or sleeping like a rock. It's sleeping like a log, actually. Exactly. This even proves my point because I'll say things like that, too. And if you want to know what my dad is like, read Calvin and Hobbes, the comic strip, and pay attention to Calvin's dad. That's my dad. Full stop. That's my dad. Is your mom Calvin's mom, or? More or less. More religious. <laughs> little, little more religious. My, my dad is a big Calvin and Hobbes fan, and read every single Calvin and Hobbes comic to us. I think, like, three times over the course of mine and my siblings' childhood. And we were just reading some more the other day on Mother's Day, and my mom was, you know, getting very emotional and taking pictures, which has led me to have the majority of Calvin and Hobbes memorized. So Calvin and Hobbes was first serialized on November 18th, 1985. Ran from there until December 31st, 1995. Yeah. And 1985 was well before you were born. Are you sure that your father didn't read Calvin and Hobbes before he had children and then looked at Calvin's dad and went, I'm kidding that dude? (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) I, you know, I can never be sure. I can never be 100% sure. I only know that my dad likes oatmeal and going on runs and getting up very early and building character. And (laughs) Elizabeth, you were so silent for so long. I thought I actually offended you for a moment. (laughs) No, I was just, I was just stunned. Well, this is... I, I I do want to point out to you, Liz, Liz, my good friend Liz, that this is now the second time that you have accused one of my family members of kenning a cartoon character. It, in this episode, wait, when did I do it before? You you accused me of being Jake Englishkin. Oh, right. Yeah. Listen. Uh-huh. You haven't proven me wrong yet. No? No, I haven't? With that, uh, I'm going to say that's going to be all of the homestuck we have for today. We uh, read through today, we read through pages 4,110 through 4,282. You can read all of Homestuck at homestuck.com. And if you need the accessible versions, they are linked on our Tumblr, lookhowsane.tumblr.com. Yes, also there on the Tumblr is the transcriptions for every episode that Elizabeth writes where um Elizabeth does have to transcribe things that I say, such as her dad kins Calvin's dad from Calvin and Hobbes. You know what? I knew when I was like, oh, what's Liz going to make me transcribe? No, I know what. I know what Liz is about to say, and I was fucking right. We also have a Twitter, at how underscore sane, where you can go and vote whether you would uh, smash or pass the blue lady from Avatar. Oh, you actually can't vote on that anymore. (laughs) Well, I mean, just like generally, that's the kind of content you can expect from the Twitter. 
What if after this episode I put a st- <laughs> I'm not gonna finish that. <laughs> what was that? I'm not gonna finish it. You're gonna you would kill me if I did. Oh no. What if what if I put a smash <laughs> smasher pez pole out after no, this episode? No. Uh that's um <laughs> that's about Calvin <laughs> I knew that's what you were going to say then too! Our music No no, you know what? I think I'll take over talking <laughs> about my, my family. Our members. music is done by John Michael about <laughs> John Michael Sullivan. And the the most thing I can say about him is that he sure did come from a genetic mixture of Calvin and Hobbes' mom and Calvin and Hobbes' dad. <laughs> well, I I feel like he would not be offended at that comparison. Please go rate and review us on iTunes. We would love if you would write us a nice review. That's always wonderful and helps spread the word about this podcast. And hey, tell your friends about this podcast or don't. Also, you can you cannot do that, but you should though, and ask them. My family secrets won't be <laughs> won't be out there for all to all to hear. And until next time, you remember, Vriska did nothing wrong, and neither did Jane Crocker. <laughs> <laughs>